One of the things we're reminded of when we're threatened by bushfires is the importance of community and neighbourhood. Talking with me today is Mina Howard, coordinator and I believe originator of the Heads Up for Fire or HUF program. Good afternoon, Mina. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Deb. Thanks for inviting me along. So when did you start HUF and what gave you the idea? Well, it was actually a reaction to the 2009 Victoria fires. Okay. I remember there was a community meeting at Blackheath and people in early 2010 and people were really sort of worried about what their trigger was. There was all these new words like trigger, for instance, that I'd never heard of, for leaving. And I was talking to Judy Finch from the Neighbourhood Centre and we were standing up at the back of the hall and I said, you know, we've got to get into streets individually and talk to people in situ mm -hmm. about what they can do and when they should leave and what sort of danger they might be in. So we sort of set up a little partnership from the beginning with the Neighbourhood Centre, which has been fantastic. And then um, as a brigade, we started holding street meetings, yep. uh, doing the streets on the escarpment in Blackheath, uh, because they were at most danger, you know, the most danger from fire. And then gradually I started thinking, oh, wouldn't it be good if we could have someone in the street who was aware of the more vulnerable people, you know, the elderly, people with young children and no car, for instance, people with mental health issues, people with physical impairments, that might make it difficult for them to know what's going on and to actually enact their fire plan if they had one. Right. And then the HUFF acronym just popped into my head one night because <laughs> I thought, we need someone who can give everybody a heads up. And it just went, oh, heads up for fire. And then I had a bit of a laugh about it and took it back to the brigade. Yeah. And we all had a bit of a laugh. But then they said, no, they liked it. So it sort of stuck. <laughs> How did you put it into practice? Well, it's it sort of just meandered along until the 2013 fires. Right. Um, and I didn't really do much with it, and I only had about 18 people on the list. But after the 2013 fires, the Naples Centre put in for a, a really big grant that employed me for a year mm -hmm. to actually ramp the Huff program up and do it properly. So I partnered with another girl, so we job shared for 12 months, and we got it sort of formalised and off the ground right. properly and um, that was just for 12 months and then I now run it just as a volunteer okay although I did have a small grant a couple of years later to get it into Medlow Bath just for so that was for 12 months as well okay so we now have it in Mount Victoria uh, Medlow Bath and Blackheath okay and it occurs to me it is hard to get things up and running when you're a volunteer and yeah, you're trying to very hard yeah. you know once things are set up it's just a maintenance thing, but yeah. Try well, I always said that it, it really needs somebody in a paid position to do it yeah. full time to do it properly. So I was very fortunate. I actually had to apply for the job, and being a teacher, I'd never actually applied for a job before. Okay. <laughs> it's a bit scary, but they had enough faith in me, even though I don't think I did a great interview. But um, I figured it was my program. Maybe I should just get it going. Uh, job interviews aren't always a good indication of who's best for the job anyway. <laughs> it's, it's they're uh, sort of who's best at selling themselves sometimes. Just more recently, we had fires in Blackheath. So how did, did Huff work well when the fires hit Blackheath? Well, this was our first big test. So for the last couple of years, I've been saying we need an event to sort of test it. So we certainly got an event. And from the feedback I've had from some of the Huff facilitators, it's been very positive. Just about two weeks ago, I sent out an email saying, if you've got any comments while it's still fresh, send them to me. And I got quite a few, which I will collate. 
but they're all positive. Yeah. There were a few things that we could suggestions that we could work on, which is great. But yesterday I had a conversation at the Naples Centre, and we're going to do a proper uh, survey. Okay. So, so we're going to find some money somewhere and pay someone to do a, a survey and actually get a you know a really good one. Okay. Not just sort of anecdotal there information. Must, there must be some money in all this. Um... Well, that's what we're hoping. Yeah. <laughs> all this that's call what, yeah. for reviews and this yes, sort of thing. I'll be throwing money at us again, <laughs> no doubt. But I think we need to do that. Actually, get a wider. Yeah. Because I've got seventy-eight huff facilitators, but only a small handful actually ever talk to me via email. Right. So, you know, I'm not getting the one hundred percent. About fifty percent, I figured. I can actually get responses from, which yeah. isn't too bad. And it doesn't hurt to find out if things are actually working yeah. or not. Like, yeah. if it, if it's not working for some reason, it's got to be fixed. Yeah. It's got to, it's got to be yeah. fixed. Yeah. And I have had that comment that in one street that was actually affected by the fires that one couple weren't in contact with their health facilitator, mm-hmm. but the health facilitator was actually looking after two very vulnerable older ladies, and I think that was their focus. Right. And they probably knew the others were okay, but you know, that's the sort of thing I need to investigate. Yeah. So maybe the hub facilitators need a bit more support from mm. other people in the street as well. Yeah. Yeah, instead yeah. of just leaving it up yeah. to them. Okay. And that's all the sort of thing you work out when you review? Yeah, that's right. And also the hub facilitator has never been in a um have to be responsible for people in the street. And I think some neighbours think that they have to be looked after by the half facilitator. Yeah, yeah. And that's a bit of a glitch we might have to work through. Yeah, it's and a bit make clear. Yeah, it's a bit like the place of last resort. People tend to think it's an evacuation yes, centre, yes. where it's not. It's that it's a place where you go when your plan doesn't work yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, we had a big discussion about the NSPs at the Alliance meeting, and it's a big issue. I think we really need to look. The RFS has to look at the uh, NSPs. Yeah and get them sorted because people just, even though the information's on the website, people don't go there and look. No. They just see the sign and think they'll be safe and it's not necessarily the case. No, no, that's right. Okay. Are you looking to extend the program at all or would that be subject to your review, do you think? Um, Well, we are starting to extend it. So there's a couple of brigades down the mountains, Mm -hmm. uh, Forganbridge, Mount Riverview, uh, Woodford, who want to take up the Huff, and are just starting to take up the Huff concept. And also Clarence Dargan, right. who recently got badly impacted, were just starting out with it. And they hurriedly set up a very short version of it before the fires came, and that worked really well. So and one of the women out there are really keen to okay. sort of set it up. So it's there for everyone to have, because one of the grant requirements were, was that we prepared resources that we can share with anybody. Right, okay. So, okay. You know, we don't have copyright on anything. Okay. Is is there a way listeners can help extend the program to... So would it go to other neighbourhood centres or to... Well, all, yeah, all the neighbourhood centres in the mountains are actually on board. Right. And they come under the umbrella of MCRN, which is Mountain Community, Community Research yep. Network. <laughs> so that's all... They're happy to sort of oversee the whole thing. Yep. And I think it's important to have that partnership. It's not just brigades doing it, but it's a community project. People can contact their neighbourhood centre. If I've actually had a few emails because we've got a Huff website that anyone can go on. It's just called huff.org. And I've got constant requests to, for people to go on the newsletter. So I've got over 60 people just getting the newsletter. Okay. I had someone from down the bottom of the mountains asking if Huff was down there. A couple of people from Katoomba. 
So people who've gone on the site or heard about it somehow and found the website are making inquiries. Right. So they can go to the Neighbourhood Centre and okay. say, hey, what are you doing? So what area <laughs> does the current program cover? So it's only, it's Mount Vic to Medlow. Right, okay. So okay. those three. And then it will probably have Clarence. Okay. Um, and then a couple of brigades further down the mountain. Huff helps us when the fires are happening, but there's also long-term consequences to fires which aren't related to Huff especially businesses and jobs in the Blue Mountains, uh, which is heavily dependent on tourism. And I noticed Susan Templeman met with David Littleproud the other day to talk about this, and there's a couple of business meetings happening. But you're also president of the Mount Victoria Community Association. Yep. How have the recent fires affected Mount Victorian businesses? Well, I think they've been really hit hard, just like they were in 2013. I know the Victorian Albert have had cancellations all the way up to October. Just ridiculous, but that's what that's the common story. And I have noticed cars coming back to the cafes on the weekend, but uh, they've all suffered pretty badly. Even Mount Big Flicks, the numbers are way down because the tourists just aren't coming up. Mm. And I even heard that there was a big sign at Central Station saying, don't come up to the mountains. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, Trish Doyle was looking yeah. into why, why that was yeah, put up there. I know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And um, so I know the Chamber of Commerce have met and they include Mount Vic businesses, and you know they're trying to come up with a whole lot of strategies to get people to come back, just as they are in Bilpin and places along yeah. Bellsign of Road. Even when the smoke was bad in Sydney, often it wasn't too bad. That's right. Up yeah. here, it would have been yeah. nice to just come and get out of the smoke. Exactly. Yeah. But the other thing is that you're part of organising the Great Train Weekend. Yes. In that's the twenty third, twenty fourth of May. So it's not the last week in in May, which it traditionally was. We yeah. just can't get the train that weekend, it clashes with other, because uh, the trains come under Transport Heritage now, yep. um, they sort of basically can dictate when we get the train, but that's okay, we're forging ahead. And, and people about... like steam trains, they're not, yes. yeah, they're... and the businesses hopefully will get a good, kick, you know, kick along, kick along. So we um, want people to come to the great train weekend. Yes, we've got a great committee, um, planning lots of fun things to do. So, and Mount Big Flicks won't even be open. They're giving us the hall so we could have... There's some things happening on a Saturday night. Oh, OK. So, yeah, it should be a really good weekend. Okay. The Ghost Tour man's coming back. Uh, last year it was cancelled because of track work, but the Ghost Tour still went ahead and he's happy to keep going with those. Right, OK. Just adds another dimension to the weekend. So That's right, there was a mix-up last weekend with sort of double booking, wasn't there? Yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah there was a big stuff up. <laughs> with the track work. Last year, I think I said last weekend. Last, last year, year, last May. Very disappointing. But, but we're forging on regardless. <laughs> and we've got assurances this year that yes, it won't happen do. again. We do. So was there anything else you wanted to cover? No, just that we had a meeting at the Alliance, the Blackheath Area Community Alliance last night, mm -hmm. and we're planning a forum or an expo, mini expo, similar to the one they do in Springwood, where we're going to invite people who supply water tanks, gutter guard, all sorts of okay. information about building as well as how to get prepared for fires. And um, so we'll get in some RFS experts because I think this has been a big wake-up call because people realise that, yeah, my street can get hit by fire. Yes, people tend to think that if they live in town, they're yep, okay. Yep. But and but if, if it hadn't been for the firefighting effort, yep. we could have had another Lura 1957. Yeah, or Cabago. Oh, yeah. Cabago yep. 2019. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. But um, those fires came right up into Godson and 
Hat Hill Road, Rodriguez area. But I there weren't think. any houses lost? No, no there. houses lost, just a few damaged decks apparently, about four of those. And we did lose Jemby Ringer, that's that conference centre. Right. It's been burnt to the ground unfortunately and won't be rebuilt by oh, all accounts. Okay. So new owners have taken over and said they're not going to rebuild. So it's a bit of a shame. Oh. But, um, I guess they've looked at insurance and all that sort of thing, which yeah. is the other thing that happens, people are underinsured. Yes, yeah. that's uh, another big thing because when you, if you're in a flame zone and if you're being impacted by fire, you're automatically in a flame zone area. So you have to put in all these extra... Double glazing and yeah, special... And, and so you could have an extra $100,000 on the cost mm. of your house where it's only insured for 400 It could cost you 500 to rebuild. Mm. So that's another issue we'll be looking at at the forum. It's funny that uh, The Guardian had an article on bush fireproof houses and yeah. I said to people, oh, if my house burns down, this is what I'm going to build to yeah. replace it. And, and people misinterpreted it. They said, oh, don't you want your house to burn down? I went, no. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> don't want my house to burn down. I just know what I'm going to do if it does. Exactly. It's no use building the same sort of house. <laughs> you know, you've got to change. And, yeah, and I, I'm really disappointed that we really haven't made much progress in that sort of area since 2013. We're still having the same discussions that we had six years ago about insurance and yeah, having yeah. fire plans. And, you know, so we're not... Don't seem to be making much headway, which is disappointing. But just keep we'll chipping away at yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, thanks very much for talking to us. It's my pleasure. And thanks for telling us about Huff and the Great Train Weekend. So people can find out about Huff on your website, huff.org, or by contacting their neighbourhood centre. Yeah, yeah. And the Great Train Weekend, mountvictoria.nsw.au. Okay, thanks, Mina. Thanks, Deb. <laughs>